Good evening and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I am so excited once again to have you all with me in the virtual and the audio spaces, streaming live here in the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook page and streaming live on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. Be sure to like, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower podcast. Each time you do so, the episode will actually drop right into your inbox and you will never miss out on a profound word that many of our guests bring to this podcast each Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, this month, throughout the month of June, we are honoring Black fathers. But however, not only Black fathers, we are honoring all fathers. However, the Lord put in my spirit to make sure that we highlighted Black fathers, their achievements, the achievements that they have made down through the years with their families, friends, loved ones, church families, jobs, all over society. We want to make sure that we honor Black fathers this month. We know that the month of June is actually thought of as the month that we sometimes look to those people that have been in our lives as father figures. And I said sometimes because not all of us embrace fathers because sometimes our fathers may have been absent in our lives or we may have experienced some type of trauma from our father. And so we may not even embrace them at all. And so we want to make sure that we let you know that we understand that there may be some pain involved even in the topic of fathers. And then some of you, your father might've gone home to glory. And so with that being said, we want to let you know that we know that the heavenly father is with you and he will never leave nor forsake you. This podcast, we want you to know is one that is edifying Jesus Christ. It is a platform that is biblically based. It's an educational platform and it is an empowering platform. And we want you to know that you are welcome to join us each and every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And should you miss the podcast live, you can go back and watch it in the replay 24 hours a day, seven days a week, streaming live on the Lotus Flower Podcast YouTube channel. We also want you to know that I have dedicated the entire month of June episodes to the loving memory of my late husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson Sr. Not only to his memory, but also to his legacy, the legacy of my great husband. I am very pleased to have with me this evening someone that actually actually is an example of a man after God's own heart. I am grateful this evening to have with me my special guest, Minister Justin 
R. Williams. Our episode title this evening is Lessons Learned from a Dad's Daughter. Lessons Learned from a Dad's Daughter. What a fitting title for the month of June episodes that are honoring African-American men. And as you can see on the screen, my special guest, Minister Justin R. Williams, AKA Minister J. Will, his beautiful family is right here on the screen, his wife, his daughter, and himself. And we thank God for a beautiful man of God and a wonderful anointed wife and a wonderful TikToking daughter that's a part of our podcast this evening because behind every strong man we know is a strong anointed woman of God. Minister Justin R. Williams was born and raised in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Upon graduating from the Detroit High School for the Fine Arts and Performing Arts in 2004, he accepted a four-year academic scholarship at Western Michigan University. Minister Williams graduated with his Bachelor's of Business Administration degree in December of 2008, majoring in management and minoring in general business. Minister Justin currently works in property management for Ehorn LLC since April 2015. Minister J. Will has a passion for leadership and aiding people to grow and develop in their God-given purpose. Minister Williams is an associate minister at the Mount Zion Baptist Church located in Kalamazoo, Michigan, under the pastoralship of Dr. Addis Moore, where he has been serving in ministry since graduating from college in 2008. Minister Williams also served as one of the praise and worship leaders, men's ministry life group facilitator, and in the performing arts ministry. He is married to his beautiful, anointed, and gifted wife, Brittany, for 10 years. Minister Williams and his wife, Brittany, share a seven-year-old precocious, confident, and dancing TikTok princess named Journey Ray Williams. Minister Williams' favorite scripture is Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. I want now to welcome to the Lotus Flower podcast, none other than my brother in the Lord, my ministry colleague, and I consider to be a friend, Minister Justin Williams. Minister Williams, thank you for joining us once again. This is your second time on the podcast and Thank you for coming again, and thank you for saying yes as soon as I asked you to appear. Would you greet our guest this evening? Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to come back, Dr. Pam. I'm excited. I'm just thankful to be here today. 
I am just, um, this is the second time around. And it seems like you and I, without even knowing, actually wore the same color. So <laughs> the last right. time I was on the podcast, I had on a flower bow tie. Represents the Lotus, but today we're in blue. You know, I'm saying I was going to do a pink, but you know, let's do blue for the dad. So go blue if you're a Michigan fan. You know what I'm saying? So we'll we'll go with that today. That's right. That's right. And I told Minister Dustin, I will send him to him. I said, you know, I must have gotten the memo because when I when we prayed before we went live, I said, man, we both are wearing this beautiful shade of blue. And so thank you. Once again, my special guest, Minister Justin R. Williams. Yes. Well, when I spoke with you, I said to you, as I do all of our, my guests, I said, well, the Lord had put it in my spirit to have my guests choose what they would like the topic, the title to be of the podcast. And I wanted you to pray about it. And you did. And you came back with the title of Lessons learned from a dad's daughter. And I want you to tell our podcast audience, why did you choose that topic? Okay. It was either lessons learned from a dad's daughter or for the husbands out there that are first time fathers, or if you ever been a father, I'm going to be called the forgotten dad. <laughs> I call it that um, lessons learned from a dad's daughter um, because I've learned so many things um, from my daughter that I didn't know about myself, um, things that I need to change, things I need to continue and things I needed to start doing. And so those, that topic really resonated with me um, because God definitely blessed me to be a girl dad. Um, I've never been a dad before. So my first child, it was a girl. So it is a learning, um, learning process and I'm, in, I'm enjoying it along the way. This journey has been amazing. My wife has been definitely you know, mothering the best way she knows she is like on it. So it is just a blessing to see my wife and my daughter interact and then myself. And so this, this thing I'm outnumbered right now. So um, it's a good thing to have, you know, two women in your life that are strong. So she's raising a strong woman. So I'm proud of them both. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the title is definitely fitting. And one that is, to be spoken of highly a girl dad. Dads make up such a role in our child's life. Women, if you haven't did not have a dad in your life, but that is okay as well because the father is Jesus Christ and he said that he would never leave nor forsake you. So I don't want you to walk away from this podcast feeling as though, oh no, they're talking about dads and I didn't have a dad. Man, if you didn't have a dad in your life, know that the Lord Jesus Christ said that he would be your father and he is your father. And I know that Minister Justin has mentored and probably still is mentoring so many men. And he would be willing to reach out to those that that are in his sphere to actually be a figure of influence for you as a male. So just be encouraged. We always want to leave everyone with a sense of feeling empowered and built up from this podcast. Don't anyone walk away feeling as though, oh my, oh man, I yeah. just feel, I'm feeling worse now that I heard this message. No, we want you to walk away feeling empowered, like I can do this. And I have heard a word from the Lord and I'm sure you will tonight from my special guest, Minister Jay Will. Yes. Can I add a little bit to that? Like, you know, we yes, don't want it to please. be exclusive, but this is inclusive. 
So this yes. is an inclusive podcast. So you don't have to be uh, 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 you don't have to be a dad to listen in. These principles are portable, and that's what I've learned over the years. That principles are portable, and you can just learn them from any parts of your life. So I always say that you can learn from a bad example. So don't again, like Dr. Pam said, this is definitely there's going to be a word for you. There's going to be something you can do, and actually use this as a tool to share with other men that you know. So we all know other men, great fathers, good fathers, and some fathers that need to be encouraged. So that's why God placed us here to have this podcast tonight. So it's not by accident you're here, not here, or you're here. So continue to that's so That's so true. And thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I do want the listening audience to know that I thank you all for joining us this evening. I just greet you in Jesus' name. I also went over as we were sharing and I changed my my Facebook setting from being friends only to being actually public because I want to make sure that everyone can actually hear what is being shared this evening. And if you're if you are not a Facebook person, you can also listen on YouTube by simply going to Google, typing in the Lotus Flower Podcast, and you'll be able to join us that way as well. Yes. So Minister J. Will, I want to start by asking you this question that's on the screen. And it says that how do our earthly fathers introduce us to the fatherhood of God? Wow, that is a great question. Our earthly fathers are the first or fathers in general or um, good fathers, I will say, may be the only representation of Christ a child will ever see. That's right. And so it is so important that we do live our lives according to the word of God because a lot of times you may be the only Christ individuals will see. So I cannot take a day off or, you know, as, as I learned from my father, as I learned from my grandfather, like there was no days off from them being men and being, you know, and, and them being fathers and seeing their struggles and seeing them go through the things they went through. A lot of it, I didn't understand it at the time growing up, but I, I, I understood as I became older, I said, okay, this is what grandpa was talking about, how times are going to be and how a man should work hard. And so we had these examples that we see and, you know, nothing beats a person living their life to the fullest, meaning that they are successful, that they actually have a legacy. So that is one of the, um, that is one of the, the, the main um, ways a person can introduce um, a father to our heavenly father um, is by their example. Exactly. Simple. Exactly. How you live. Exactly. You, how you live. Now, on the screen, I have a picture of you at age eight or nine with your loving grandfather. There you go. You shared with me that he was a catalyst in your growth as you were growing up from a child all the way to manhood. And I said, will you explain to us when you were sitting there with your grandfather, looks like you guys were sitting on a bed. Is that right? You got it. You got it. That is my grandpa. He is the none other than um, Robert or his name is Rosalind Perry. They call him Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a six foot giant. Oh my! Um, He's my hero. And, um, this picture is so many memories. And um, when I say he was the catalyst 
um, in my growth and development from childhood because I spent so much time with my grandfather. It made no sense. Um, I wanted to be around him. I wanted to learn from him. I would ask him questions. And from childhood, I would just, as close as I am in that picture to him, mm -hmm. I've always been that way with him. Mm -hmm. Wherever he goes, I was, was with him. So this is, um, again, a very emotional um, photo and very personal photo that I posted because I, he has made me into the man I am today. Really, really, he has. Um, in learning how to be a family man and learning how his example of how he worked for the same company for 42 years, it, it just was amazing to see his steadfastness. I've never seen him yell, never seen him get angry. I didn't, that doesn't mean he didn't get angry, but I valued his example and I respected him. I really did. Yes. I still do. And and mm -hmm. and you told me that he passed away when you were in the tenth grade in high school. Yeah. Yeah. He passed away when I was in tenth grade of high school. Um, my grandfather would actually um after we lost my grandmother actually in two thousand, mm -hmm. he was the he became like me and we got closer. Mm -hmm. So when we lost when he lost his wife, which is my grandmother, he and I became closer. Mm -hmm. So at that very age. I began to learn how to pay bills. Mm -hmm. I helped my grandfather pay his bills. Mm -hmm. He was teaching me life lessons along the way that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. Paying your bills on time, being a man of your word of integrity. Like there are so many different valuable lessons I've learned from him. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a man that loved to dress. Oh, okay. So I, I do value that. <laughs> and so, I, and I so do you. <laughs> I value that. He wasn't a bow tie man. He was yeah. more of a suspenders kind of dude. Mm -hmm. So that was... Um, <laughs> Those are a couple of things I learned from my grandpa, for sure. That's great. That's great. Tell me a bit more about your fatherhood story in terms of your dad and your granddad. And how, how did they? I know you told us a bit more about how your granddad influenced your life. But let's talk a little bit more about your dad and how he influenced your life as well. You think that. Okay. Um, well, I have to kind of start back. There was one before me. Okay. I have an older brother. Okay. His name is Brandon. <laughs> I think that he did a lot of the stuff that I knew I wasn't going to do because I seen him get in trouble a lot. Okay. So I try not to do the things that I seen him do. So okay. anything he did, I did the opposite of that. Okay. So <laughs> You're a wise man. You're a wise man. And you know what? Yes. And I learned a lot from my brother. So okay. seeing how my brother, how my dad interacted with my brother mm -hmm. actually influenced me to um, just make a different decision because I don't want to say that I'm better than my brother. I just made a different decision and I'm very thankful because God has allowed now me and my brother to be closer. Oh. We've lost our dad. Okay. So he was that, he was that, he was that, you know, that, that, that bridge that we needed to, for he and I to become closer. Mm -hmm. And so the relationships were well, separate, but my dad and I, um, he was very um, protective. Yes. He was one of the funniest men I ever got a chance to meet. Oh. Um, he was himself. Mm -hmm. And there were things that my dad um, did not teach me um, because we lost him so early on when I became a dad. Okay. Um, I'll just give you a brief little story. Um, and I always say when God places someone on your heart to reach out to them, mm -hmm. um, it was a Sunday after church. Um, we knew we were pregnant, me and my wife. And I said, you know, I need to, you know, the Holy Spirit said, call your dad. And I'm like, okay. I called my dad mm -hmm. and our conversation went like this. Hey, dad, you're going to be a granddad. Okay. I mean, he was excited. He was ecstatic. <laughs> okay. I mean, and he wanted to tell everybody. He had a big mouth. Okay. <laughs> so, I gave him a big mouth for my daddy. 
he, was, okay. he had a big mouth. And oh. um, un- unfortunately, the next day he passed away. Oh, man. And um, Unexpectedly? Unexpectedly passed away. Oh, I'm so he sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. So that was a, um, that was to me God's way of yeah. comforting me. Mm. And giving me the strength I need. Because I mean, like, wow, I actually had that last conversation with him. Mm-hmm. So he knew before he left that he had a granddaughter. Okay. And he also, or a grandchild coming, because we didn't know at the time we was in our first trimester. Mm-hmm. And um, it just was a um, blessing for me to have a conversation with him as a man. So oh, praise God. I'm sorry, Minister Justin, that, that happened. I had no idea. And oh, but God gave you the strength to get through it. And those memories of your dad, thank you for sharing those smiles that were, yeah. that you talked about him. I could just see it is yeah. infectious, the smiles and the joy that you got. And you were a wise man. You said you did everything that your brother didn't do. You did just yep. the opposite. And I wasn't testing those ones. That's good. That's good. And then he was able to know that he was going to have a grandchild, which brought so much joy to him. And he's resting with the Lord, I'm sure. So thank you. Amen. Yes. yes. He didn't know Jesus. Yes. So that was the other. Yes, yes. That's a plus. We will see him again. And I will see my husband again. We promise that, Amen. aren't we? Amen to that. Yes. So let's go ahead and start talking about some of the points that you have um, wanted to share with the audience this evening. And the first point is you get what you get. And you don't throw a bit. So be content. <laughs> You're rhyming with that. Let me read that once again. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. So be there content. you go. I said it right. Philippians, you got it. Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 through 13. Share with us yeah. a bit more about that point. You know what? So the first principle I learned as a from a dad being a dad daughter, like my daughter said this one day to us while we were at home uh-huh. and she was saying like, you know, she'll get something. And one of and her cousins was like upset about it. And I heard my daughter say this and I said, that's good. She said, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Oh my. And since she said that, <laughs> she's telling her little cousin like, Hey, you know, we got the same thing, but the cousin said, wait a minute, I wanted this. And he's like, no, 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 no. You get what you get. And you don't throw a fit to be content. And that was the principle that my daughter taught me. Mm-hmm. And it just, it is, and it's portable. Like you right, get what you get, be content. Like my contentment is not tied to a person. Mm-hmm. It's not tied to a place. Right. It's not tied to a position, mm-hmm. but it's tied to my relationship with Christ. That's right. That's right. And that is basically what I got from that principle is That's that right. I, it doesn't make me, it doesn't, it's not going to benefit me to be angry, mm-hmm. to sin. I mean, that's disobedience, of course, but I am not getting all that God has for me when I'm discontent. That's right. No, we're not. And I'll just and, I, and I'll just stop at that point. But that's yeah. that's good. And you listed the Philippians, and we know that's a very familiar passage of scripture. When that text yeah. tell us a bit more about that passage of scripture for those that may not be familiar with it that are listening or that will listen. Well, well, Paul was was always talking about, I know what it's like to have a lot. Yes. I know what it's like to have a little. Mm-hmm. I know it's like to be up. I know it's like to be down. But he said, and these things, what I've learned, you know, and I learned to be content in whatever state that I am in. That's right. So that contentment means that I'm okay with the way things are right now because mm-hmm. I have Christ or I have God in my life mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. all I need. Mm-hmm. So that is what that passage of scripture 
it's just discussing. Thank you. And um, it, it's like you you don't get don't get so you know I gotta have this. No, I have what I need right now mm -hmm. to make it. That's right. So so if so if by chance, like my husband transitioned rarely quickly, suddenly, mm -hmm. and it's hurt. You said your dad passed the next day, and you had no idea. So if someone finds themselves in that type of situation, are they yet to remain content? That very moment that they find out it happens, should they remain content? Because that is a state of unrest, I'm sure, yeah. that we will find ourselves yeah. in, the strongest of Christians. So are we saying you know to what? them that they've got to, they should remain content even in that predicament? Because if even if you go back in that same passage of scripture in chapter four of Philippians 4, 6, mm -hmm. so I believe it says, don't worry. That's right about anything pray about everything and that's in the per that's in the translation i believe that's in not where it says don't worry about anything but pray about everything that's right so when you have that worry when you have that unease that is the time i need to pray that's right you know what i'm saying that's so right. i'm praying about everything so it's with prayer and supplication that's and right. i'm thanking god with thanksgiving i'm letting my request be made known unto him mm -hmm. and then once i read in the peace of god so that's a promise so God promises us his peace. Yes, what surpasses what surpasses all of my understanding, understanding. of why I'm in this situation or why mm -hmm. I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. I just need to thank God for his peace. I'm not asking God to give me peace. He already gave me peace. Mm -hmm. I'm thanking him for the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's right. That's and right. That's, that's an ex excellent answer. Excellent. Because yeah. someone needs to hear that. There was a time in my life seven months ago that I could have used that, and I did use it when my husband transitioned rather suddenly. I needed that word. So thank you. There's nothing new under the sun. Ephesians tells us that, and we know that God is able to keep us even in the midst of our sorrows and sudden mm -hmm. things that are happening. When we talk about the power of sharing the gospel, sharing the gospel unapologetically, Let's talk a bit more about when we are sharing the gospel. Um, oftentimes, we may not be able to share it as unapologetically at work in our workplace, but we don't always have to use our words. There are some workplaces mm. that won't allow you to talk about Christ and all, but they allow you to talk about everything else, but just not about Christ. <laughs> and uh, so we may not be able to actually speak it and quote scriptures and all that, but it is through our very actions that people will know there's something peculiar about us and it'll point to Jesus. Amen. So let's talk a little bit more about that and how it ties into the topic tonight as well. Amen. Well, I, I'll say this is that that is sharing the gospel. Isn't something I pick up and put down. Okay. It's not a, you know what I'm saying? That's so right. let's get that. Like, I, that's not that's something right. I have a choice. It's already been made for me. That's right. So when mm -hmm. I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, then I become his witness. That's right. So I'm his witness, whether I'm having a good day. That's right. I'm his witness, whether I have a bad day. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't content, that's not contingent upon me spreading the gospel. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by unapologetically is that, again, our life sometimes will be the only Christ that individuals will see. That's right. You know, so you have to be careful. And there's some things that there are a lot of things mm -hmm. that may be permissive mm -hmm. or are not beneficial for us. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. or a lot of things. So in learning that from my daughter, 
I learned that whether she's at school, she's not, she's unapologetically sharing the gospel to her friends. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't lost a friend because she shared the gospel. Mm -hmm. A lot of us as adults say, I don't want to talk about the gospel because I'm going to lose some friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get to the point where it's like, no, like this is what God has called me and designed me and created me to be is a witness for him. Mm -hmm. Then obviously if if I have to lose a friend, I never had a friend. That's right. Amen. And one thing I've learned about my, myself and my daughter, she has this way that she's never met a stranger. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know that saying like you've never met a stranger Yes. that she will talk (laughs) to anybody and I'm just so thankful that she um, has that spirit at such a young age because mm-hmm. it teaches me to never get comfortable, mm-hmm. to not feel, to not say, okay, well, I shared it with this person. I did my, it's not a checklist. It's my life list. Exactly. It's my life. Exactly. So, and I like what you, you know. said. And I like that when you said, I don't put it down and take it that put it down and then put it back on on and off, wherever setting you find yourself in, you know, yeah. you might yeah. hide it. But no, you've got to be all at all times. And it not, it's not only us podcast audience that are called, that are ordained ministers and all. It's not because we have a calling on our lives. Minister Justin has a calling on his life. I'm an ordained elder. That not because of our calling. I would like to say that Minister Justin most likely lived that way before he began his walk with the Lord in terms of being a minister called after God's own heart. I know I lived that way to the best of my ability. So I want to encourage the fathers and the father figures that are listening that it's got to be a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week type thing. It does. Amen. And I I will say this, too, for those that don't think that they – Again, like this is, and always say this to um, individuals, um, there's a scripture that says, call unto me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There's a lot of things that I don't know. And it behooves me to not call on the one that knows everything. Like I have to call on him because he knows everything. So when I call unto God and say, God, where have I not been evangelized? Where have I not been sharing the gospel? He will show you but you have to be ready to obey. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us think God has changed his mind about what it looks like. Cause also in that acts and one, acts and one and eight, it talks about going to various cities. So it says and say, don't stop there. Samaria, other most parts of the world where you go to Judea, Judea. So it's giving us, it's not giving us basically license to say, I only can do it here. No, you go to this place. As you go, you spread the gospel, you know? So that is something that I have, definitely been more intentional about doing because sometimes again the holy spirit will convict you and they was like man you should have talked to that person yes why you didn't talk to that guy right you know and so when god is again prying and telling you hey this is what i need you to do obey now mm-hmm. you know the, mm-hmm. the commandment is now it's not to oh i gotta wait till i get my life like no 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 yeah. it's do what he says now that's right and they'll make you better that, so I'll just say that. Amen. And mm-hmm. as I, as when you had um, given me these points, I was able to take some time and look at those during my morning Bible studies at home here. And when I looked at the at Matthew twenty eight, verse nineteen through twenty, we know that that is the Great Commission. We know that it yeah. is the commission of uh, it gives us our marching orders actually of what yes. we're supposed to do. 
what are we supposed to do when we're here on earth? We're supposed to actually take up that authority that God has given us, and we're supposed to go and make disciples. And what is and it? And it says go. Yeah. Go. Go. G-O. Not, not, not pause, go. not think about it, yeah. not say, okay, did you really mean that? But we're supposed to go. And when we talk about a disciple, a disciple is someone that's learning, someone that's learning how to be something, someone that's a follower. And when I talk about that, I think about the girl dad. I think about those those daughters that are watching their dads. You are their first teachers. You are their examples, aren't you? And you're teaching them how to how to go. You talked about your daughter having that spirit. And where did it come from? It comes from her watching her dad and watching her mom. But first of all, watching you and your zeal for the Lord and how you get up and minister and you pray and you lead and you worship and you in the mind ministry and all. You're showing her how to become a disciple of Christ Jesus and how to conduct herself. You know, Amen. that's what it is all about. And I want Amen. those under the sound of our voices tonight to be encouraged to know that that is what it's all about. That fathers is very important that you love on your daughter and you hug her and you embrace her because you, when you do that, you're actually training her, her on how a man, a man later on in life, if she's a little girl, how a man later on in life should treat her. You know, if her, her this dad is on my screen right here, I'm sure his dad, is, his daughter is like a princess to him. And he's watching her and he's grooming her for the best man possible. Because she's not always going to be seven, is she? One day no, she'll, she's going to grow up. Yeah, one day she'll I, be 26. I, I look at her now and I say, <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Like, my daughter is my bodyguard, actually. Okay. So when I we talk about preachers, it's my daughter. I say it all the time. Um, my daughter actually is very vigilant. She okay. sees everything. She picks up everything. And you mentioned a mention something important and our response to life mm -hmm. does affect them that's right how we as men and you know has me and my wife interact with one another like you know and we asked this question i asked myself this question it was a hard question what i want my daughter to marry someone like me right 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 and those are things where it was like okay okay i need to not only show her but i also need to be an example mm -hmm. like meaning like hey i was wrong Right. And a lot of times our, 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 our repentance is one thing men lack right. because of pride and we don't want to share emotions. Right. But no, I need to tell my daughter, if I if she sees me doing wrong mm -hmm. and I know I did wrong, mm -hmm. I need to tell her, hey, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, because again, she's watching me. She's mm -hmm. going to she's going to do everything I do. And it's just natural to yes. her yes. to do what her dad does. No, I'm I'm gonna so. sit here and go old school on you, okay? Go old school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With this, when I was coming up, you know, we my dad could do whatever he wanted to do, and there would be no apology. We and if we even looked at him like we wanted him to tell us what, why, and who and what was happening, you know, we we would not that would be considered disrespectful. I, as I raised my, my kids, I allowed them to ask questions of me and in a very respectable way and all, and I answered them. But we would never get an answer. We never would even fathom asking an older person or dad, you know, why he did something. So are you telling us now in this new day and age that daughters and kids can talk to their parents and ask questions of them, and that, that that isn't considered disrespectful. I'm sitting here playing devil's advocate. I know, right? <laughs> I'm telling you that here's if it's 
everything is bringing every thought into the captivity or to the obedience of Christ. That's right. So, you know, when it says confess your faults one to another, yes, that's what I'm doing. Like I'm doing scripture. That's right. So I'm showing mm -hmm. my daughter scripture, mm -hmm. how to get the scripture results, mm -hmm. because it was a lot of things where I was asking God to change other individuals mm -hmm. when he was like, no, you need to change. Mm -hmm. That's good. So mm -hmm. when I say like, I didn't, I didn't like, I couldn't change my, the way my dad did. Okay. I couldn't change the way my grandfather did things. Mm -hmm. I can just change the way that I did those things. That's right. Because I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to be, not get all that God has for me because of my, like my haughty spirit and my, my unwillingness to repent mm -hmm. and my, um, and my stubbornness, because again, to that, those things rise up in us and it's, you know, we want to be right. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to tell one of my friends, an example was that don't let your right become your wrong. Mm -hmm. That's good. Like he wanted to be right so bad that it became wrong. I'm <laughs> like, goodness. you're doing this for your motives are off. Mm -hmm. The intentionality is off. Mm -hmm. What are you getting exactly what you want out of it mm -hmm. and not necessarily what God said. <laughs> and it's all self-centered, like, all self-centered. Yeah. And it's not going to go get, it's not going to profit him anything. Maybe in that season it did, but seasons change. But I want to expound on what you said. I love what you said about how you're teaching your daughter how to get results out of the scripture. That is back to discipleship again. If we don't know how to walk that word out, you know, I have the Bible. I have it right over here. The Tony Evans um, Bible commentary that I have and that I just love. Now, but if I don't know how to take what's in here, the commentary even breaks it down even further for us, right? But if I don't know how to take what's in here and actually walk it out, it's going to be useless. And it starts early. I'm so glad that you're planning the foundation for your daughter when and you're making it really very, um, very user friendly in such a way that she can actually say, oh, that's what that scripture means. And oh, that's how I can walk it out and apply it to my life. It's nothing like hocus pocus and it has to be so deep, spiritually deep, is it? Nope. And you know what? One thing we lack is patience. Right. And that is definitely the thing that will get you frustrated. That's right. Get you out of character mm -hmm. and will get you to stop. That's right. Your frustration is the thing that's stopping you from executing your faith. Like, as I'm looking at like, because God isn't moved by our frustration. He's moved by our faith. That's right. So without faith, it's impossible. And I'm going into another point, but I, okay. I just kind of, as we go in and talking, it just made me think about that, like this thing of endurance and me taking the time out of my day to say, okay, um, Journey, we're going to read scripture, but we're going to take it line by line. Mm -hmm. We're not going to rush this thing. Like mm -hmm. we actually take time and actually read the scripture in various translations because mm -hmm. uh, understanding is, 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 you know, that in all you're getting, getting understanding, mm -hmm. I may need to read it. I can't read the King James sometimes. Like I can't get the full understanding. I'm like, let me read it in NLT. Mm -hmm. Let me read. It. So I encourage you, if you don't understand in one version, mm -hmm. read the next version. Mm -hmm. And what I always say is scripture is never a competition right. or a conflict. It's always a compliment. That's right. So when I read it in new King James version, it's going to say the same thing in NLT. Mm -hmm. It's going to read the same way in International Children's Bible is going to read the same way and amplify classics. So I always value a good, you know, before I go to commentary, look at the scripture in different translations. And it helps you give a better understanding, not only for you, but for when you're teaching it to your kids. That's ex so. That is excellent. Excellent nugget. 
I'm going to uh, bring on the screen now a picture that I showed you before we even started and went live. It's a picture of a father and a daughter, and it says just being there. And I want to I want you to look at it. And I'll, even the audience, those that, that are watching, I want, and then we'll describe what's going on. But Minister Justin, I want you to look at it and I want you to tell me what you think is going on in this picture with this daughter and her and her father without any uh, captions, but the words. And, um, and we can kind of pick up on some of the emotion that is going on here. It's girl, dad. And it says, just being there. When you look at that, wow. do you see anything that's happening there between that father and the, and the daughter in terms of maybe uh, some uh, teaching aspect? I see off the bat the ministry of presence and nothing beats the ministry of presence. Um, just being there. Um, not, you know, and what I mean by that is I don't see them two with phones in their hands. Right, right, right. I see them doing the same <laughs> thing at the same time, engaged in one another or in the activity that they decided to do. And you know what? And I don't know why this, how this came up, but if your daughter tells you, dad, let's do something together, do it with your daughter. <laughs> you know, I, I cannot stress this more enough. Like, I um, learned a very valuable lesson from one of my good friends, um, Deacon Greg Wallace. I seen him one day and, you know, I, I always thought I did little stuff and I was like, I'll do something with my daughter. And he he like kind of stopped doing something. He said, I got to go. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I told uh, my son that we're going to go to the movies today. And I was just like, you did? And so I was like, he was like, I have to, you know, so I was like, you actually do that? He was so intentional that he said, this is what I'm about to do with my son today mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that blew me away. Wow. So and me and my daughter have daddy daughter dates. That's good. And so, and one thing I love to do, cause she's like, this is the time of like TikTok and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll do a TikTok with her from time to time, yes. but we actually video, uh -huh. we actually do photos because I want her to remember these times. Yes. Um, because I mean, they, they're going to go, I mean, she's going to grow up and I just always want to throw in her face. Wow. I was <laughs> the one that took you this place. I was the one that took you that. And I, throw yes. in her face yes. I really want her to know that her dad was there. Yes. So it's, that is just. And intentionally oh. there. I have one more. I have one more picture I want to show. And this is just being there as well, because you are a girl dad. And all, and the term "girl dad" was coined by the late um, the basketball player, uh, uh, Bryant. I can't, Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Yes, yeah. and all, and yes. God rest his soul. And so he was always. He had five daughters, I do believe, and you have one precious daughter. Now you see on the picture with this man, he's with his little daughter, and he's embracing her, and it looks like he's teaching her the game of golf. Now, if you had to describe what you think is going on there and some of the emotion words and whatnot, what might you think about this particular picture, Minister J. Will? Uh, oh, wow. Well, from off the bat, you see the power of a touch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and a bond okay. that can't be broken. Mm -hmm. And and I just, it makes me think of my daughter at that age, because at that age, they may not be able to have the words, mm -hmm but they can feel emotions. Mm -hmm. They're learning at a, they're learning, like my daughter's learning was so, like it was, it blew my mind yes. how much she knew at such a young age. So looking at this picture, 
it just shows me that this guy is, is unapologetically will do anything. He will get on his knees yes, for his daughter. That's right. To make sure that she actually makes this shot. And he got his eye on the ball, but he has his arm around her. That's so correct. he's protecting her. And he looked like he got a book bag on. So it may be <laughs> her book bag. So sometimes you got to carry the weight. You know what I'm saying? So that's he's correct. carrying the extra weight, <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't strain him. He doesn't look like he's over her being frustrated. So that is what I see. And that's just excellent. And I brought this up one more time. And the reason I brought this up once again is because I would like to say that it starts in childhood. That father touch starts, doesn't it? Would you agree with that? Of course. Of course. Now, I will say this too. My grandfather was a... He was not a physical person. Okay. I was. Okay. But, you know, I was. Yes. But he never, he never rejected the fact that I loved him and I veered him so much in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I, I really just really wanted to maximize as much time with him as I could. Mm-hmm. And he showed us in other ways, which would be like an example where, you said, he said, hey, Justin, you and your brother get good grades. I'll take y'all to the store. Y'all get whatever you want. Okay. So he did it that in, in kind of those ways too. Yes. But uh, <laughs> but I, what I learned, my brother learned in that lesson, he told us at the beginning of the school year, do your work, do what you need to do, you'll mm-hmm. get the clothes. Oh. I did well. My brother didn't do so well. He could have did better. Mm-hmm. Let's just say my brother had to watch me get clothes while he... Like one outfit or something like that, yes. but it's it like a valuable lesson about basically like the promise has already been made. It's like, okay, it's waiting on you to get there. Yes, that's that's excellent. And, so that, it, it just, mm-hmm. and, and my brother also learned too is don't wait for somebody to do something for you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Learn to do it yourself. So mm-hmm. he, he it was different lessons, just different times and yeah, it was just interesting how we learned that. Now, now, did it take you becoming a man in order to look back and see what the lesson was? Or were you able to see those lessons when that was going on? No, I was just happy. Okay. okay. <laughs> it made sense later on. Okay. Yes. Yeah. At, that, yes. at the time I was, I was a child. I'm like, That's you know, right. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> as a man, like, this is going to make sense. And right. sometimes you know. it's, it's those yes. lessons and those life lessons that you say that happened when you were a kid that makes sense when you get older That's and you right. mature in Christ. That's right. So, and the Bible mm-hmm. tells us that all things work together for the good of those that love God and that are called according to his word. And we know that nothing is wasted. Nothing in our life in this experience is wasted. So fathers that are listening, if something is going awry and maybe you're not able to be there, that picture that we showed just being there, don't think that it's wasted time because all those things, the Lord is going to work together. Somehow the, the, the dots are going to be connected, but you've got to be what oh, yeah. Minister J. Will said is patient, patiently waiting on the things, those dots to connect together in all. Yep. Because I will say that other scripture that comes to mind is that don't grow weary in doing good. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're on this path that we're on as in Christian, like our our Christian journey, don't grow weary in doing well. That's right. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. That's right. So it's like, wow, like I have to continue this. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not that 
I got to, but I get to. That's right. That's right. I That's get our to. perspective mm -hmm. we should have. That's excellent. Yeah. That is just excellent. I'll tell you, I'm I am I am over here the queen of reframes because of my career as a as a therapist and all. We do a lot of reframing with people, how we take the bad and we turn it around to something good and speak it that way. And then as a woman of God, you know, we take the word and we look at things through God's the lenses of the Holy Spirit. We don't look at it the way the flesh calls it. We call things that be not as though they were. We do. Mm -hmm. We walk by faith and not by sight. Not by That's right. Faith. That's what we do. So as, as we're walking by faith and not by sight, is it okay to express how you feel? But in the, but in in faith, that is a question that you have proposed with another point that you've given me, and I want you to expound a bit more on that, please. Yep. So. The scripture reference in that is Hebrews eleven six, where it says, "Without faith, it says it's impossible to please God." That's right. So, my feelings don't please God. Like my feel, if my feelings aren't my, if my feelings don't end in faith, it's not pleasing to God. Right. So, what I'm saying is that it's okay to have an emotion. It's okay to share how you feel. Um, it's okay to express how you feel, but it doesn't have to just stay there. Mm -hmm. Meaning that I can't stay in my feelings. Mm -hmm. Eventually, my feelings should lead me to my faith. Like, and so when I, you know, my, I always say that this is one of my favorite sayings. And I learned this from my pastor, Pastor Addis Moore, where he said that your feelings are a gauge, mm -hmm. not a guide. Okay. I use that every, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of my, like, life lessons. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, when I feel like this, mm -hmm. let me see what the word God said, word of God says. Mm -hmm. because is God saying that he's going to adjust to my feelings or I need to adjust to his word? Mm -hmm. See, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's not going to be the, the first thing he said. <laughs> exactly. He's not going to adjust. Right. He's not going to adjust to you. Right. You adjust to him. That's right. You know, so. And he's long suffering. He, he'll wait on you. He's long suffering. I'm Come so, on. I want to say that. You know, so his word is the same mm -hmm. yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so. And there's another scripture that talks about God is a man that he shall not lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. That's right. So like he has a 100% track record of hitting the target 100% of the time. That's right. Me, on the other hand, I get involved with some stuff. I'm <laughs> like, man, you know, and the, the same thing in that Galatian scripture, I done sold some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I can't be mad at God. I'm just reaping what I sold. Exactly. 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 And that's that's where the lesson comes in at. When you talked about the brother with the clothes situation and yeah. all reaping what we sow. That's what it, yeah. it's all about. Sowing and reaping, sowing yeah. and reaping in good times. And the harvest, the harvest sometimes is is plenty, plenteous, but the laborers are few, the word says, you know, there might be yeah. some yeah. reaping going on and some people out there harvesting stuff. But there are few there are few things that are happening, even when people are out reaping stuff. It could be the wrong things, people, the men of God and men that are watching and listening. Just because you out there getting stuff, that doesn't mean that you're actually accumulating things that are going to build you up as a man and as a father. You know, there, Amen. there are plenty of things that I can reach my hand out and get like a kid in a candy store. But is it good? For, yeah. But is it good for me? Is it what is it good for? Yeah. Right. What, what is the game? To to gain the whole world, a man loses so like as I'm looking at that, like 
like basically some of that that a lot of that material stuff is perishable like like i'm not looking to that right you know what i'm saying i'm looking to jesus who's the author and the finisher of my faith so i don't got to worry about having the latest jades right you know when i got the you know when i got the ever the the best the 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 one that created the jays you know what i'm saying jesus christ exactly you know what i'm saying like when i have him i don't need anything else it says love the lord god with all your heart your mind and your like so like everything i have is like it belongs to him anyway Mm -hmm. i don't take any credit Mm -hmm. you know me alone i'm just I'm just regular, right? But I'm natural, right? But when when I hook up with God, He makes it supernatural. Yes, He does. Yes, He does. And then that's when He makes the reaping that you're doing or the sowing that you're doing. He gets in the midst of that, the reaping and the sowing process. So we can't speed it up and just start grabbing everything like a kid in a candy store once again. We gotta wait on the Lord and allow Him to direct us through the process, whatever that looks like, and all. So I thank God. I thank God that you said, let it end in faith, express it, but let it end in faith. Jesus in the Bible, he even got, you know, people might want to express their feelings and get all upset, but the Lord even got upset in the temple. He He talks about in the temple, how he whipped the people out of the temple and all of that. But but how, but how did it end? Let's think about that. How did it end? We always talk about he got upset in the temple and he whipped the people out of the temple and all. But I don't think it ended, it ended in, a, in a chaotic moment like it was all chaos and everybody was all upset and people were falling out with each other and throwing haterade and saying, I'll never come back here again. And I, I, you know, I, you know, I don't like you and I can never embrace you again. It didn't end that way. And I wonder why it didn't end that way. Yeah, I wonder because Jesus why. always had. I, and it is so when you when you talk about that, like he said, my house ought to be called the house of prayer, but you made a den of thieves. Like mm-hmm. he's setting a standard mm-hmm. and he's not going to lower the standard based on our preference, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like based on how we feel like like we, he he's like, no, I, I, I supersede that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. allow I allow God to deal with my feelings. So I don't have to feel it to obey it. Right. Exactly. As I obey, God opens my understanding. And it's a lot of things that you're not going to understand until you obey. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't feel like doing a lot of things in life, but you got but you got to do it. Mm-hmm. So and, and there's another scripture that talks about um, God giving us the um, the willing to pleasure to do his good will, like whatever we find our hands to do. Mm-hmm. Like he energizes us. Right. He gives us the creativity. So and then it also talks about do all things without mummering or complaining. complaining. Right. Exactly. So I mean, when you look at that scripture, it's just like. Anytime you feel yourself complaining and mummering and all that stuff, mm-hmm. go back to verse 13 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do that. Exactly. You know, so those, those, that is definitely in Philippians 2.13. So go back and do that in the Amplified Classic and, when he, and watch, your, watch your life change. And when Pastor, when a Minister J. Will says do that, he means that you actually apply that scripture to your life and ask the Lord to help you to actually do, actually do what it's telling you to do. And yeah. watch what happens in your life as a result of it and all don't just hear it preach that you or don't just hurry up and read it across the page let's talk Amen. let's talk you want you had something else to add well no I'm, 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 we're there let's talk about the importance of being present we talked a little bit about that when i showed you those slides and t- with those the men just being there that was actually coined from a friend of mine uh minister terrence todd if he's watching this evening he 
has an actual podcast that's called Just Being There. And he has three beautiful daughters that he's just right there with them, just uh, high school graduates um, and have graduated at the top of their class and whatnot. And I thank God for that and for that. So Just Being There was coined by my good friend and all. So um, he and his wife attended a church with me in Battle Creek, Michigan, many years ago. We were in ministry together there. He and his wife, Karen Todd and uh, Terrace Todd. Thank God for them and just being there. But as we talk about the importance of being present, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Tell us a bit more, uh, Minister J. Will, why you um, included that as one of the points that we wanted to talk about this evening. Again, that was a, a life lesson that I've learned because I was actively listening. Yes. Like, and actively listening means that I'm not listening to a story just to listen to a story. Okay. I'm listening to see how I can apply that to my life. Mm-hmm. Immediately. I like immediately. that. Immediately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Imme- let's get that. Like, I'm not waiting till tomorrow. <laughs> right. no, I'm doing it right now. Right. So if anybody's watching your tomorrow or your tomorrow is right now. Because you're not promised you tomorrow. Know, you're not promised tomorrow. Right. So mm-hmm. again, like, again, as we talk about the commandments of God, they're not suggestions. Right. They are just it, what it is. That's right. And what I say is that if anything God tells us to be in scripture or to do in scripture, he's always empowered us to be that. That's right. That's right. You know, so, mm-hmm. and I, and that's what gives you the confidence that's right. that we have in him, that whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us. And, you know, so as I'm looking at that, we're building confidence. I built confidence by obeying God's word. Yes. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I can stand foot and say, I know how to get the scripture results because I adjusted till I got the scripture results. That's right. You know, I didn't get frustrated. I got, you know, sometimes like frustration is like, uh, that thing again. Yes. That, that stops us and hinders us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, like, and, and our pastor talked about this on Sunday about executing your destiny. And I'll get into that present point. He talked about your destiny. No one can keep you from that, but you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a lot of times we blame other people mm-hmm. for why the reason why we aren't. And I just reminded of the scripture in, in Proverbs where it says, whatsoever man think of in his heart, so is he. Right, right. So whatever I think I believe or whatever I don't believe, I'm going to act out. That's right. So I don't got to say that I don't believe for you to know I don't believe mm-hmm. in. Because mm-hmm. my actions will show that. Yes, they will. So um, when I look at the ministry or back to that question, I digress, mm-hmm. the importance of being present, um, Meaning this whole thing of considering one another. Mm-hmm. And when I read that scripture in Hebrews 10, 24, it says it very plainly in the Amplified Classic. And let us consider mm-hmm. and give attentive, continuous care. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm considering someone. I'm giving them continuous or attentive, continuous care. Mm-hmm. So that means I don't stop. Right. There's no way in the scripture there it says like, okay, (laughs) I'm having a bad day. Don't consider. Right. So it doesn't say like, it's not based on what I feel. It's based on what he wants. Exactly. And again, too, like that's when, I think when at those times, that's where God is saying, turn up the heat. It's right. That's right. Like You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you look at those times where you don't want, that's like turn up the heat. Mm -hmm. Like, because again, like I don't got to like it to obey it. Mm -hmm. And because I love God, I keep his commandments. That scripture as well, too. That's right. That's that's it. That is that yeah, is to- that's that is totally yeah. answers it clearly, clearly. 
Yeah, if you love him, you keep his commandments. That means you do what he tells you. At all times. So give, uh, amen. Attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. And this is where I got that the um, importance of being present. Studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. Mm -hmm. So when I see my daughter doing great things in school, and this is one thing I do when I pick her up from school, I don't say, hey, Journey, how was school today? Mm -hmm. You know what she'll say? Good. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's one thing that you learned today in school that, you know, that you didn't know? Mm -hmm. And that opens up the conversation to more than just a yes and no right. answer. Right, right. You know, so when I'm doing that, I'm there because I'm present. Like I, I turn the music down. I want her to know that she has my undivided attention. That's good. That's good. I don't want to be, you know, on my phone asking her this. Like I want us to be actually engaging in one another where I'm studying. I'm trying to stimulate and I'm inciting to love and helpful deeds and noble activities mm -hmm. in her life. That's good. Because it matters. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it does. matters. And it's actually affecting her psychologically. It is. It goes into our unconscious mind state. We, they may never tell you that I felt like you weren't listening to me, but it's going to be something that's going to stick mm. later on in life. It comes out in other ways. It does. I, I mm -hmm. think I was excited. I was so excited one time when I learned how to tie my shoe. Mm -hmm. I think I called my auntie all the way in Georgia and said, <laughs> look, I can tie my shoe. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> You were and excited. I had to be like, I had to be like, I wanted to call my auntie so bad and say, Hey, you don't got to worry about you know beating my butt no more. Give me a woman because I learned to tie my shoe. Look, look, I can tie my shoe. <laughs> okay. so I was thinking those things that are not as though they were back years ago. Years yes. ago, I remember that. Yes. So, those are things that kids remember. Like, yes, when you do. learn to do something mm -hmm. that you didn't know how to do, mm -hmm. the first person you want to call is the person that said, Hey, that taught you how to do it because she right. taught me how to tie my shoe so it like with in the same with god like i want to go back and say thank you so much for teaching me that lesson mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that is definitely what i want my daughter to have is to come back and say you know the scripture is definitely true too. train mm -hmm. up in a child in the way they should go mm -hmm. and when they are old they won't depart from it so as i'm bending my daughter like i don't want her to depart from the the teachings that she received because mm -hmm. again too like i'm not doing this for just me Mm -hmm. she's not doing it just her but it's for the next generation and the generation to come and mm -hmm. so i am building legacy is what i'm doing yes you are yes you are and when you called your auntie up even though she was in a whole nother state and over the phone she was present she was hey she was present because she mm -hmm. answered the phone for me yeah she was present she was there she was and there. she said Con congratulations you learned to type finally yes how to tie <laughs> And how did that make you feel? You know, it, it made me feel that there wasn't anything I couldn't do. Like, because when 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 better's on the table, mm -hmm. why settle for good? Amen. Hey, say that again. Say that again. I like that. When better is on the table, <laughs> or the best is on the table, mm -hmm. why settle for being good? Why settle for being good? That's excellent. Bill, yeah. thank you for sharing that. Because yeah. I believe there's so many people and I'm not picking on the men, but we're focusing on the men. So men, I Love believe us. that sometimes we settle for best instead of what is the best thing that God has for us out there, yeah. meaning relationships. Sometimes relationships can burn us and cost us so much. It can and set us back. 
many, many, many years. And also one other thing that it can cost us is relationships with our children. If we get into something prematurely with, with our significant other that we're not ready for, then who suffers? The children suffer as a result of that. The children suffer. Yeah. That is that is definitely true. Yes. So we gotta be got to be mindful. We gotta be mindful. Don't just settle. And I'll share this real quick. Great example. My mom and my dad's relationship mm -hmm. was toxic. Mm -hmm. And they didn't like my mom wanted to be a parent, but my dad didn't know how to, you know, he didn't have his dad. There were some things going on there. Mm -hmm. But once they they got married, then they went through a tumultuous divorce. When we were young, we were like six. I was like six, you know, I was very young and that happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I didn't understand like why my parents are going through those things. Mm -hmm. And I tell my mom to this day, she's a great inspiration um, of what, you know, on the other side looks like of healing. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I said, wow, as an adult man, I saw my parents reconcile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, like to the point to where my dad and mom were going to the movies with each other. Oh, praise God, and praise God. I see them go eat with each other. Like that was a joy to see. And I asked my mom, I'm like, how did you do that? Wow. You know, and she's just like, because I knew that there was better. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I knew that there was better. That was the other side to this. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be this way for long. Mm -hmm. And I think if that endurance piece, like I, I, I have the stick to itiveness, the diligence that mm -hmm. sustained effort or, or maximum effort over a sustained period of time, then the better is going to come. Mm -hmm. And then here's the thing too. He didn't have to change her situation for her to change. Amen. Amen. She changed first. Amen. So in mm -hmm. her relationship with Christ mm -hmm. and everything blossomed, and it's just a blessing to see my parents reconcile mm -hmm. their relationship as an adult man. And I just, I just, I just think if that's possible, if God can do that for her, mm -hmm. what can He do for us? That's right. And thank you so much for being transparent and sharing that. Someone really needed to hear that. And I thank God that the Lord didn't change the situation that while he was in it, while she was in it. Why am I saying I thank the Lord? Because that builds up her spiritual muscle. When the Lord allows mm -hmm. us to sit and sit with some things, we want to get out the fine brand. We want to get out that heat. But sometimes it's best to stay in it a little while because he's burning up some stuff that don't need to be mm -hmm. there. He's actually yeah. maturing us through those hardships and hard times. That's how maturation comes for. We don't want to just move too fast. We're going to get what we're going to get because what, what is mine is mine. It's, I'm going to get to it, but I may not have to get to it in such a hurry because if I get it to it prematurely, then what might happen? What might happen yeah, is I will mess it up. I will mess it yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. that that I think my pastor said something along the lines of don't let your, um, about your place, getting get into a place where your character can't keep you. That's right like get into a position where your character can't keep you that you didn't maximize or you didn't fall in love with the process, but you just want the end result. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you got to the end result, it was for what? But you didn't learn, you didn't learn the child would carry water along the way. And that right. powerful lessons. And it couldn't keep you. Lessons. It could, it could not keep the person. So when the person came yeah. and the storms of life came and hard time man came, they weren't able to stand. It they just yeah. crumbled and failed under the pressure of life. I thank and praise the Lord that even though my, my husband transitioned sudden, suddenly, that because I was walking with the Lord and because mm. I had Come his on. word in me, I had abided with the Lord. I was abiding with him, 
closely even before anything occurred with my husband and my husband was abiding with the Lord, then I was able to pull on that. I was able to pull some resources out of the bank, I want to say, that spiritual bank, and it sustained me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it did. I thank and praise Amen. God for that. You know, so I'm thankful. Let's talk about that final point, and it is walking in real forgiveness once and for all. Let's talk about that a bit more. And I kind of want to say walking in real forgiveness once and once and for all, God's way. Mm -hmm. Because like we say, and I've said this, I forgive you, but I don't forget. Okay. That's we right. say certain things in cliches. And again, like I've I'm saying like this because I'm a I have been a person that has done this as well, too. And because I belong to God, mm -hmm. my problems belong to God. That's good. But listen, here's the thing though. God doesn't have any problems. Mm -hmm. That's, so right, that's right. Amen. You know what I'm saying? That's the kicker. Hey, he don't have no problems. So you said my problems. What problems? Right? What problems? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. I don't have any problems. Right. I hear that. God doesn't have mm -hmm. any problems. I don't have a problem. That's right. And it's mm -hmm. as simple as that. That's right. That's you know what right. I'm saying? So walking mm -hmm. in forgiveness is something that it's already a decision made before you even do something to me. That's right. That's right. Before anybody makes makes a makes a before anybody talks about me, before anybody says something negative about me, mm -hmm. I forgive them. That's good. And then how many times I forgive them? I don't remember. I just continue to forgive. Mm -hmm. Now how you know? And that's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, and that's just something that just I had to learn over time because I used to say, "Oh man, that was that was wrong. Yes, it was wrong, but I know how to do right. I know how the right way to do it." Because if vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I shall repay. I'm not worried about what God's going to do with that person. That's right. I pray for that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I bless that person. Mm -hmm. I do what scripture tells me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing what I want to do because what I want to do is, you know what I'm saying? It may not be Christendom. Right. Exactly. It's not, not going to be Christ-like. You know, right. and so I had to deal with that too. And the aftermath of how do I treat this person knowing mm -hmm. that they mistreated me? That's right. That's right. You yeah. know, and I say, and God never told me to treat them any different than the love he've already gave me, mm -hmm. you know, and that's already, that's one, that's one thing in salvation. I have that, I have his love mm -hmm. that covers a multitude of sin. Right, 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 right. So when I say walk in forgiveness once and for all, is that I made a decision in advance to forgive them. And now I'm in charge of healing. Like I'm in charge of making sure I set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because again, too, like Jesus had boundaries. Yes, he did. You can get him to do anything. Right. You can get him to go everywhere. Right. So if it worked for Jesus and I am his child, like I'm God's child, like it's going to work for me as well, too. That's I'm setting healthy boundaries. That's right. That's right. And I like that. I like that what you just said, because I want people that are listening and or watching to know that we've got to set boundaries that are healthy. We can yes. set boundaries, but that doesn't mean they're healthy boundaries. There's a difference yes. there. And we've got to learn that, especially uh, men, learning how to set those healthy boundaries. Why am I saying especially men? Because the man is the one that's teaching that family how to mm -hmm. actually walk out life in this society that we're living in how are you going to fashion yourself what are you going to become it actually the lord called 
first of all, Adam, right? He didn't put there you go. You, put you're hitting Eve, the nail on the head. He didn't put Eve out there in front, even though you know Adam blamed Eve and all this, that, and the other. But Adam should have been out watching first before she even took the bite of the apple. It was falling back on the man. And men, we've got to know how to actually embrace that real forgiveness once and for all. Because if we don't, if you all don't know how to embrace it once and for all, how are we going to teach the child or teach those that are looking to us to show them how to do that? How? Mm -hmm. You know, this very important, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely very important as you were talking about that. Like one of the things um, as I know as a, as a God man that God has given me first is my family. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my family is my first ministry. Mm -hmm. So as I, you know, and everything I do, I'm my first ministry is my family. Mm -hmm. So there's a scripture that talks about, you know, he that wants to, you know, carry a position of a, of a pastor or bishop. It talks about how he should fashion himself. You know, it talks about how he, how can a man run his own, you know, it, it talks to us in scripture, how, you know, check your, do a self check right. before you check yourself, right. you, you know, wreck yourself. Right. So like before anybody comes, I have to check myself to make sure that I'm lined up before I go out and do anything else is my family, you know, and God is taking care of my family in the, in the process of that, but I can't neglect my family That's to do other things because my family is my first ministry. That's right. And those are things you learned over time. And listen to your spouse, listen to your wife. Like my wife would tell me certain things like, Hey honey, I need you here. And you know what? And I had to take that and say, you know what? I need to be there. Mm -hmm. And she's telling me that that's what she wants. But then there's also times where we have to come to an agreement of what does that look like for our family? Right. You know, so, hey, I'm going here, but I'll come back at this time. Right. You know, especially if we made our responsibilities and, and it's consistent and you're consistent. And I always say this too, as a husband, as a man, if I got to tell my wife, I'm the man, I set the standard. Right. I'm not the man and I don't set the standard. Exactly. I need to be living my life in such a way my wife is like, I get to follow him. Exactly. I gotta follow him. Right, so right. Those are things that you, what you want your wife to say about you, bro. <laughs> so it's time for us brothers to kind of, again, to do some confessing of our sins immediately right. so we can get right. Mm -hmm. And that's always say, like, and scripture does tell us, confess your faults. God is faithful and just not only to forgive you, but he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Yes, he will. So, I believe that mm -hmm. so he can cleanse from me from unforgiveness, mm -hmm. like from myself and from what I unforgiveness, how I feel towards others. So God has the power to do that. Yes. And he's empowered me to do that already. Yes. So I'm just thankful for that. Thank um, you. And if if you only allow him because he's a perfect gentleman, he will not force us to do anything. We've got to submit men. Men, sometimes, you know, maybe a bit harder to submit because we are we are our man and that might not yeah. be considered so godly man like thing. yeah that's a false yes. that's a false thing and mm -hmm. you see in scripture where actually men apologize yes. to their fathers okay. the heavenly father right. and their father right in that Luke 15 situation with the prodigal son right he said I not only sinned against heaven but against you that's right so the son actually was living a reckless <laughs> life he took his stuff from you know that whole scripture that that blew me away. That passage of scripture about the parable of the lost son was really powerful because it just talks about there is more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents than the 99 people that don't think they need repentance. That's right. So which one are you? That's right. There's more joy in heaven over that. Mm -hmm. So anytime that someone gets right, we rejoice That's right. and not rehash. That's right. Because that older brother was one to rehash. Right. He went out and did this. 
he did this, but I was here. Right. And then that son of yours, look at the terminology that the son used in that scripture. Yes. This son of yours. Yes. The daddy said, your brother. So he never, he, and when the son left, he wanted to come back as a servant. But the dad said, you're always my son. Yes, yes. So don't ever think, and so that's what the thing about that is too, about that repentance piece. Do it immediately. Mm -hmm. And he puts you back in right standing. Yes. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. He restores us. Right. And it's just so, how many, how many, and a lot of men don't want to do better because they don't want to know better or they don't do better because they feel like they don't know better. Right. But once you know God, once you know who he is in your life, allow him to show you and he'll place people in your life to get you on that path Mm -hmm. of the consistent, like, Hey, listen, bro, this accountability here. Like I tell my men all the time, I don't mind holding your hand, Mm -hmm. but don't drag your feet. That's good. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to pull them. <laughs> They're dragging the yeah. feet. You got to pull them. I got, I, don't make me do like, I got like, hey, I'm holding your hand, bro. I got you. Yes, yes, don't drag yes. That's excellent. That is excellent. That's excellent. Minister J. Will, thank you so much. The points were profound. I believe that there's someone under the sound of our voices tonight that is watching and or listening that really was so touched by what you shared and so richly shared from the depths of your spirit. And I truly appreciate it, truly. Before you go, I want somebody to say hi to you because she's been listening this whole time. You see, I told you I got my body. Hi, this journey. is my daughter's journey. The screen. Hi, Journey. So she, Look at you. Looking just like you. I don't know what she's doing with all this grease. I love she, she has a mask. She has a mask on, so she's doing mommy daughter stuff. So she looks just that like is, you. Um, That's a cutie. That is definitely my daughter there. Oh yes, I remember when she was born. Wow, you make me feel young. <laughs> um, That's a good one. Yes. Um, is there anything you want to share with us before we end the podcast that maybe you didn't have an opportunity to share? Well, I just want to, you know, offer Christ to um, anyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. He's available. He's waiting, mm-hmm. and and, and today's your day. Yeah. And scripture talks of, tells us that um that about knowing him in the pardon of our sins. Yes. yes. Knowing him as Lord and Savior over our life mm-hmm. and what that looks like. Yes. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Romans 10 and 9. Yeah. And believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Yes. You shall be saved. Yes, that's excellent. That is definitely what we want to mm-hmm. push here because mm-hmm. again, too, when God saves you, he places you in the body as it pleases him. So I want to invite you if you want to, if there's, if you're living in the Kalamazoo area or the surrounding area, West Michigan area, come to my church, mm-hmm. 120 Robertson street. Um, and, and, and definitely eight o'clock, nine forty-five, or 11 o'clock. Cause I guarantee this, the statement is so true is that you, when you show up, you will grow up. That's Mount Zion Baptist church where our pastor is none other than the Dr. Addis Moore. Um, and I, I'm just grateful to be a part of that, such a, a, a great ministry. And my men's class that I teach um, through his leadership has definitely changed my life. And so um, those brothers that are in that class that different ages and different walks of life really have come together. And here's another testimony before I stop. Um, my brother is consistent in that class. Amen. He lives all the way in Detroit. Oh. So it's a blessing to see <laughs> the fruit that's good. Of what that class is working for. Because my brother texts me, hey, bro, where's the link? Oh, so I am very happy mm-hmm. to announce that um, we are, gri- are thriving and and we are excited 
to have you, you know. So men, women, boys and girls, bring your families, men, bring your families, share this with someone and and know that Jesus loves you. And so do I. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Pam, we love you and we're yes. here. Yes, I love and you I with the love of the Lord. And I thank and praise God that he has allowed me to have this platform for such a time as this. Yeah. Yes, it's amazing that how God works strategically through an actual audio and video podcast platform for rich and rich guests like you to coming to share transparently with our guests this evening. I truly was blessed by what you shared and those moments that you were transparent and you shared some things that were really on your heart with your grandfather and your dad passing suddenly and those things that really touched. I'm sure those things are the human element that touched people to let us know that we're real. And, and that when you shared the human element about your parents having that relationship that was strained and chaotic, that's a human element. We're not sitting behind the screen tonight telling you that we're perfect people and that I'm sitting in front of a perfect man. He has gone through some things, but he allowed the process to make him who he is. And so men that are listening, allow the process to make you who you are. I shared last week that my dad was a broken man. He raised me from a child all the way up to my adult. We had seven kids, eight of us and all. But there were some things that went on in my childhood until about teenage years that my dad was kind of broken there. But the Lord called him into ministry at a, as when I was about seventh, eighth grade. And he picked up the, the gospel from there and lived that life out all the way through till he passed maybe 15, 16 years ago. His dad pastored two churches in Florida, but that doesn't make even then he was a powerful little, he was short little guy, powerful. But just because he was pastoring churches and grew up in the church with the dad like that, that didn't save my dad. It just saved me because you can't be saved under your parents' salvation. You got to be saved under your own salvation. But you're training them up like you're training up little journey right now. We're training them up in the way in which they should go. And that's what God wants us to do. Not only just make good kids, but he wants us to make God-fearing kids. And so I thank you tonight for sharing with us and coming on the podcast. Uh, my heart is really blessed. And um, the Lord put you on my heart to ask to come on the podcast. There are many men that I could have asked. And I feel that my husband is well-pleased as well, even though he's resting with the Lord. I believe he's well-pleased. When you were on the podcast, he was, a, he was alive then and, and he was pleased when you were on there the first time and because he was very protective about who came on the podcast. And so I'm glad that he's pleased looking down, smiling on us tonight. So thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, God bless you. Thank you. And um, don't, you're no stranger here to this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be calling on you again. Wow. To come <laughs> I am thankful. Life. Thank you so much yes. for having me again. And yes. <laughs> I am excited and praise God for you. I just want to encourage you continue to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank I keep calling you Pastor. I gotta stop that. <laughs> Speak those things that are not as though they were. Thank you, Minister Justin. I appreciate you. Give my love to Journey and to your wife Brittany. Okay. We'll do. Okay. God bless. Have a good evening. You too. Bye bye for now. Yes, thank God for the word of God tonight coming from none other than Minister Justin R. Williams, an associate minister 
at the at the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I am so thankful that he came to be our special guest this evening. Be sure to watch the episode in the replays. Oftentimes we can't always get everything out of the episode when we're watching because we're watching and wanting to hear everything's being said. But maybe, just maybe, the Lord has a rainbow word for you from this podcast tonight. So go back and watch it yet this evening or in to the end of this week and even into next week and ask the Lord specifically what it is that he may be sharing with you from this message tonight. I do want you to know that this episode was dedicated to the loving memory of my beloved husband, the Reverend Curtis L. Robinson Sr., we thank and praise God for my husband that was with me 10 years of marriage and 11 years together. And the Lord called him home from labor to reward on September the 4th of 2022. And now we are remembering his legacy as well. So thank you all for joining us this evening for the Lotus Flower Podcast. Be sure to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. In doing so, you will never miss an episode. Each time the podcast airs, it will drop right live into your inbox, the Lotus Flower Podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for joining me this evening. And thank you for being with me, my special guest once again, <laughs> Minister Justin R. Williams. God bless you. <laughs>